passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm my chip, boss, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Welcome back, Ankle Pickers. We are here for our dot five, if we're still calling it that episode. We got what we call a full panel these days with both DK and CK or Country Club, as he's known. We're going to start off with a recap of last week's pay-per-view UFC 2, 6, 8, Usman v. Covington 2, and then we'll pivot over to the set the spread for UFC Fight Night, Yair Rodriguez v. Max Holloway. Before we get started, I want to shout out a couple people. First off, um, Hungry Harry, right, for the roast on Twitter. Hilarious stuff. Keep it up. I love, love the banter. Also, to my buddy Darren, been listening, sending me uh, feedback day in and day out. Just want to let him know we appreciate the listens. And all the other people, our listeners go up day after day, so it's unbelievable to feel the support. All right, let's get into UFC 268, Usman v. Covington 2. And, I'll st- and, and you know what, Kobe? Chime in, too. I mean, I'm assuming you watched the whole thing, yeah? I did. Good. So, without – I mean, we have a shortened panel today in theory without Parker. So, you know what? If you have something to add, I know you got the bonuses ready. And you did say six bonuses given out? Six bonuses. How are those divvied up via fight night? One fight of the night, four performances. Okay, cool. So, Dan, let's right, go so on, find them. Fight of the night should be pretty nice and nice and obvious. I'm assuming it's the one that kicked off the main card, that three-round banger between Gaethje and Chandler that cost yeah. me and Reese some money well, on guess, the finish. I guess let's start there. Dan, we both had three units on the fucking in the distance for the fight to end. And I don't want to go as far as to say it was a bad beat, but it was a bad beat. I mean, Chandler was on skates. Gaethje was on skates. Uppercuts galore. I mean, they just, both of them are why you realize that chins are a thing in MMA. Holy shit. Yeah, and, and it was yeah. one of those things where they both went down a couple different times. It wasn't wasn't even so much that they were on skates. They they dropped. It, it was the fight could have been over. I think Gaethje could have ended it in the second. And I and I think I don't really know if Chandler had that finish there, but um, it was an awesome fight. Yeah, I don't disagree, and it is well deserving a fight of the night. Just before we move on, Gaethje. I believe he's next in line for the title. Definitely passes Islam, in my opinion. 
Chandler, though, where does Chandler go? Do you think he gatekeeps in an Islam fight or what? I mean, how, where, where, where do you put Chandler from here? I mean, he's still bl- unbelievably talented, and he's only lost to the champion, and then a guy like Gaethje very well could be champion and was interim champion. So what do you want next for, for there's, Chandler? There's a headline today that it was Chandler talking about with Connor. Yeah, I, at some I like point. I like what they're talking about online with that. I think that Chandler's kind of backed himself into the most opportunistic spot in the division. And, uh, and, and, and that's the real money fight. I mean, we, we saw Chandler, or we saw Poirier not want the belt and seek out the two McGregor fights instead of it. And it almost seems like Chandler's going to be the quasi winner of this. He's going to be the headliner of the pay-per-view, even though Gaethje's going to get that title shot. It, it, it's the rematch that, I mean, Poirier kind of dominated him in that. Well, don't you think that Poirier wants that, that trilogy fight? Or the quad fight, whatever it's at right now. It's a, I don't think it. Poirier wants that. No, I think Poirier wants okay. that belt and, like Dol- and then Oliveira and then Gaethje and then whoever's next, probably Islam well, at that point. But nonetheless, honestly, Poirier can be done at that point. Yeah, nonetheless, though, that lightweight division is really heating up. A lot of, lot of high-end talent there. Okay, I'm going to take a stab at a performance of the night in Marlon Chito Vera slash ankle lock. Boom, got them both. Boom. So, Dan, ankle lock advances. Kobe, how, what are we at now? 27 and 11? Six and 11. Are you sure? I am sure. <laughs> Keep me on my toes these days, but I am sure. Feels like 27. Either way, that ended up being super huge for both of us. But yeah, uh, huge, huge. I huge. added to that mid, 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 midnight. Um, and, and nice. Yeah. Man, I that actually, was fun. I got a live bet in too after the first. Cheeto Vera's a guy that I deemed a slow starter, a guy that usually starts pretty slow. And this was similar where I, I got him live actually uh, pretty close to even, believe it or not. So had him straight up minus 150, then even live. And that just unbelievable. So it's it sucks to see Frankie end in another knockout finish. Do we see Frankie again? I don't think we should. And we, I was talking I about it a little bit on, on that episode, uh, previewing it. Frankie had this legendary chin for so long. And like, he was a guy that could never be finished and had never been finished. And since then it's really felt like it's been too easy. It's been, I mean, obviously that front kick was something else and that picture of it that that's been going around. I think I retweeted it. It's brutal. I mean, the chin is just like yeah. up into his jaw. I mean, anyone, anyone would have gone to sleep. Right. But it feels like Frankie at, at 40 years old is just a little bit of, of a, a paper jawed yeah. fighter. And I don't want to see him go down the route of BJ Penn where it's like, or Hennon Burrow is another good one where you just watch these guys get beaten in time and time again. And no one wants to see that. That's not what this sport's about. And the skill okay. is clearly there. Like he yeah, dominated the wrestling uh, approach or the wrestling exchanges against Cheeto, who's a good grappler in his own right. I mean, there were minutes that Frankie was winning that fight. It was just Cheeto was definitely a killer. Yeah, and he took the first round for sure. Undoubtedly, mm-hmm. it just eventually fades. And and but the other thing too that I think it's important to announce is, or like remember is that. Frankie's still fighting the highest of the high level competition in the division. I mean, if he wanted to fight the guys ranked, you know, 13 through 15 or 12 through 15, and then some of the unranked guys, like a gatekeeper role, he should hand those guys pretty easily, you know? But doesn't it feel just a little bit like 
the kind of skill level of, of the sport has passed him on a little bit. And he was like a, a champion at 155 in, in kind of the, the other era of, and is, has moved down, I think, multiple weight classes now and still can't really compete with the contenders, not even the champion. It's, yeah, it feels a little bit like, obviously, no disrespect to Frankie, but I don't really need to see him like compete anymore, especially, or at least not at the highest level. Maybe, maybe he gets yeah. another fight, a big money yeah, fight yeah. against like, a Uriah Faber, a guy that's gonna be as paper chinned and and as yeah old as him, a money fight type thing. Give him a couple yeah. money fights. Yeah, I I just I, yeah, it's hard to see a guy like Frankie continue to go out like that. Okay, taking another stab at a performance of the night that needs to be talked about. Alex Pereira making his UFC yep. debut slash fourth or fifth career MMA fight. I was overly impressed, overly impressed. I I if I was Adesanya, I wouldn't necessarily be shaking in my boots, but I was impressed with Pereira's takedown defense against Michaelitis. I was impressed with how he utilized it, and I was also impressed with, obviously, his his ability to just turn the lights off. Well, there were a couple of the – there was a minute or two in the first where Michaelitis had his back, and I was yeah. like, well, this could end right now. And I'm, I I was all over the under on this one. I figured that yeah. however it was, it would be either a sub or a knockout, and obviously that cashed. And, but like we okay. said, Alex Pereira, just otherworldly power. But what made me feel really good about that, even when Nicoletis was working on the back and getting down, is Pereira never freaked out. He knew what to do. He took, kept his composure, and he just slowly did what he needed to do to, to separate again. I, I was a very big fan of this performance, and I actually am inclined to say that kind of our mutual opinion of fade Pereira in the future I don't know if I'm taking that stance anymore. I really don't. I mean, unless he's minus 800, then in MMA, anything can happen. But in the minus, I know there will be opportunities. And especially with that flying, I mean, we're, we're going to, we're going to see, we're going to see opportunities. Yeah, for sure. I think that transitioned us into maybe a performance bonus. Hopefully Chris Barnett, there are going to be some major opportunities in the future to both sure. fade and back him. He's a guy that's going to be super big feaster fam and so excited that like that highlight reel KO for one is just going to mean we get to see him more. Yeah, not only that, but I thought he was going to be a guy who's going to be in and out of the UFC faster than you could even say his name. But this man started to gain popularity too. Absolute clown dances coming in and out of the arena. And like you predicted, unbelievably, and I actually tailed you, which is something I didn't want to admit publicly, but flash knockout. That was just for a guy that looks like an Oompa Loompa. It's unbelievable. It's, it's crazy. But like I said on last week's episode, he's more technically sound as a striker than John Vellante. For sure. Which is, which is dumb. And, and we're going to see opportunities when he fights real heavyweights that have real skill sets yeah, to throw the house against him, like we did against Ben Rothwell. But I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunities also where you can ride Chris Barnett against these heavyweights that shouldn't be in, in the UFC. And, and, and sure. I don't and think that he's quite UFC level, but I think that he's exciting enough that Dane is going to keep him around. For sure. Also good division for him to be in, not the deepest or, or most stacked. And then obviously we send Jan Vellante into retirement. Kobe, was there a performance bonus for the, the Barnett? Barnett got one, and then the final performance bonus was Bobby Green before we get into the two title fights. Cool. So let's just do Bobby Green quick then, too. Ray Janal, a guy that you rarely see get knocked out, I feel like, kind of had a hiatus selling houses and doing what Al does. 
And Bobby Green, a guy who continuously seems to make it to the scorecard and either get the wrong end or the right end of it, just due to his style, didn't give it up to the judges this time. First round knockout, only about two and a half minutes in. Dan, you kind of saw this coming, though. Yeah, definitely. This was one where we looked closer at his record and those losses to Dustin and Barbosa are are pretty damn good losses. And Tiago Moises and Fiziv more recently, it's yeah. a guy like Eli Akinta being one foot in, one foot out is just never a recipe that you can put your hard-earned money on. And, and for me, the camp that he was that – was, that was what it ultimately came down to, I think, was what we agreed on. The camp that he's at, you have to have a – different level of cardio that I wasn't ready to just assume that he still had after not being a full-time MMA athlete. No, I don't disagree. Especially when you go with a guy like Bobby Green, who does have that and pushes the pace and keeps it on you and has unbelievable range and distance management. And and yeah, this went kind of how we we saw it going. Okay. Kobe, I want to jump the gun before you get into the title fights. A couple things I want to mention quick. Um, Unanimous decision, CJ Vergara. I had a unit on it. At plus 160, felt robbed. I Did you guys catch the curtain jerker? And am I wrong for feeling robbed? It was I definitely a close fair. fight. I could have seen it either either way. Um, I, I wasn't paying super close attention to the scoring at the time. I was really – I had mon- I lost money on the under. I thought there was going to be a finish there at some point, and I was wrong. But uh, I don't know. I thought that Odie looked like he was – I don't know. It was a close fight. I don't think that you're mad to be angry. I don't think that you, it was a robbery, though. I don't like that. I don't like the R word. Oh, I, f- I felt dirted, but I, it, probably because I'm just too close to the situation. Okay, one more thing. We had that parlay we talked about with adding a lot of 300s. Ian Gary cashed easily. Unbelievable counter right in the first round, actually, to get a KO over Jordan Williams. Dustin Jacoby looked great, as always, extending his MMA career in the UFC, I think, to 6-0, honestly. Um, Nasser, but but um, I ended up losing it on this one before we get into the one we disagreed on that I actually also lost my lord on. Um, counter left, Chris Curtis knocked Phil Hawes the fuck out, which cost me my parlay. Did not see it going that way. I I don't. There's nothing really to recap about it. I wouldn't say that that Chris Curtis did anything that like made put him on my radar and was like this guy's a bad lethal man. But I don't think there's anything that really made me go, I never am riding Phil Hawes again. I think I'm just kind of like, what the fuck just happened, you know? Yeah, I feel that. Great KOTK. Okay. Before we get into the title fights, Nasruddin Imavov bests Edmund Shabazian and actually gets the KO from the crucifix. And, okay, it's time for me to admit when I'm wrong. Not only do I owe Malort this week on the main podcast due to Danny, you know, getting ahead of me on this one. Shout out Malort, our first and our favorite sponsor. And yeah, I mean, Edmund, the talent's still there. I still see it. I still see glimpses of it. I don't know if a camp change is necessity. I don't know if just aging and time experience. I mean, the kid's 23, but the athleticism's there and the striking's there. It's, I think you're right about the camp change. I really. Yeah, it's the the game plan looked lost. He looked lost oh. when it, it just it, the second that it looked like it became a fight and not a sparring session. He was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna have to to work hard and struggle and and fight out of some weird positions." He was like, "I don't want to do that." And yeah, this is just, one I this is one I really wanted to see him get. I mean, I know Nasruddin. We've covered him a lot. Like I I know he's a a, a talented fighter. 
But this is one that I thought in the striking, Edmund was going to have a big advantage in. I, I really didn't see it going into the second round even. And Edmund's dropped three straight now. I mean, you're not talking about a pink slip quite yet, but like he's got one, maybe two more losses in his next three before he's. And he should be bumped out of the rankings. I haven't taken a look at them today, but. Yeah, my guess is he is too. Um, okay, let's get into the title fights. We've covered pretty much everything else. Um, Rose Namajunas, Whaley Zhang. I got a bone to pick. I live bet Whaley Zhang plus 130 and I, when she was up two rounds, in my opinion. And I live bet her a couple times along the way. Um, I'm pissed. I won't lie. I love Rose. I'm happy she won. But the question needs to be asked, and I will not move on until the question is asked. What is Whaley doing in rounds four and five? And is this a hole exposed in the Chinese fighters where Weili Zhang and Zhao, uh, Yan Zhanao both seem to be unable to get off their backs? Yeah, I've I mean, never it's... seen someone in a title fight so content to sit and guard for four and five. She just laid there. No, no. She never went to butterfly guard. She never tried to uh, go over the top. She never tried to – she never tried to do anything. She just sat there. No sense of urgency. None. And I, I gave her the first two. I, I gave Rose the third or, or close. I had it – I personally had a 48, 47 Zang. But, again, it's tough to judge it when you have money on it. I gave first three Zang, second two clear Rose. But – in a fight that close, it makes me disgusted to see someone lay in full guard for two rounds in a row with zero urgency and blow that opportunity. And it sucks to see that scored as, as, as title-winning rounds. It's it's just not not what the sport was designed to be. It's supposed to be a showcase of the highest-level mixed martial arts, and then the right. sitting in guard is just not what the fans want. No, and Rose didn't look spectacular either, in my opinion. I mean, she got bested in the first two for sure, barely, but did low volume and then even when she was on the top it wasn't like she's landing this vicious ground and pound i mean she was very content to just kind of pepper her a little bit and 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 eke by i don't know all in all it was not a good performance i don't want to see this fight again i think rose up 2-0 i don't need to see a zang three and i also think i'm not saying this is the end of Lee, but i mean she's going to be like the uh I don't know, the perennial two through four type of, you know, show fight on Drage. I'm, then- not, I'm not convinced that she can't climb the ladder again or it won't be even But I mean, that- do you want to see, do you want to see Rose Way Lee again? I don't. Not right away. And I don't think that Rose, I think that Rose will get bested by someone. Uh, probably not Sparza or, I don't know. I think that there's, there's some competition coming up the ladder and I think I mean, that there's going to be some action way. here. Let's put it this way. Sparza destroys Whaley, in my opinion. Because if Whaley can't get up from Rose's top pressure, she's she's got zero chance of getting up under Sparza. None. So, I don't know. I mean, remember I'm when- excited to see maybe Joanna Whaley, too. Okay, I'd I love to that. see Marina but Rodriguez I'm- fight either woman. But um, uh, JJ's been inactive for now, what, a year and a half, two years? Yeah, since that fight, but I, I she's been working. She wants it back. I mean, and that's what the fans yeah. want to see is a run back of sure. what, what might be the greatest women's fight of all time. I would say probably is. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that. It's just tough to see. I really had a lot. I mean, this is twice now. 
have lost on Whaley v. Rose, and I just I'm disappointed at the the game planning. I'm disappointed at the performance, and that's really all. All right, let's cap it off with the main event here. Usman Covington. I'm not even going to preface it with anything. I just want to hear your opinion on it because I have an interesting twist that I that I've found on this fight. So, what do you think? I mean, Kamaru clearly won in my opinion. I, I know people were wondering if the decision was going to go the other way. I I thought he had. You might be that. You look like you're. I thought, three, four, five. Am I going to be the one to say it? I think you are. I didn't see it that way. I thought Kamaru got definitely one, two, three. And then I know Colby got five, but I know one judge had it for four to one. Uh, Usman, what, what, what? Yeah, I, I, I was, I was confused by the, uh, by the judges scorecards, but I, I don't know. I, the way I saw it was Kamaru clearly round one, Kamaru even clearer in round two. That, was the one where I, I thought maybe could have been a 10-8. I thought so too. But then from there, I thought that Colby turned it, turned something else on. It, it eked out the next three. That um, barrage of strikes in the last minute of the third really convinced me after like in what was a close down or a round, not down. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's also the, the round where – I know that the UFC stats didn't score for it, but takedown. Where, the, where the takedown was. I don't remember um, what round that was in. Um, but and the I, fence grab. I mean, the blatant, blatant fence grab on yeah, the when it, when he had the seatbelt locked. That yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that Colby three four five is it, it was. You're the only one who had that because at least I know the judges obviously were unanimous, and then also I Vegas odds going into the decision were Kamaru minus a lot. Uh, I, mm-hmm. think, I think north of five hundred. So, but the two takeaways I have is. Two, three things, honestly. One, Kamaru's not invincible. He's not. He got put on skates a couple times, which you've never really seen. I mean, I know Gilbert rocked him the one time, but he was losing his legs in the fourth and fifth a lot. So, one, Kamaru's not invincible. And and if you're if it's going like a hypothetical sixth, I'm convinced Colby's going to be the more game uh, and, yeah. and have the have more gas tank left. That's that's kind of what I was saying on the show is that 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 number was so inflated from a, a matchup that we all know is so close on every single aspect, the wrestling, the striking, the footwork, all of it. And people were acting like, obviously, we, we had seen Kamaru take all of these steps forward because he'd been the much more active fighter and knocking out Jorge and working with Trevor Whitman. But they're acting like Colby's not taking these steps forward, too, and, and yeah, actively becoming a better boxer and. He is, but I, I really do think that if you continue to run this back, Kamaru will continue to best him. He's just he's just a hair up. He's just a hair up. But I would – I mean, again, this this tells me – Dana White said it, that the only person in this division that he thinks can beat Kamaru is Colby, and I agree to an extent. I mean, I, I still think I want to see Gilbert try it again, but I, I, I agree. The other thing that I like and I took away from is – um, Colby's shtick kind of ended at the end of the fight there. I mean, he, he, him and Kamaru exchanged good embraces. And then his octagon interview at the end really made me feel good about it. You know what I mean? He goes, look, it's, it's, I know it's antics and things like that, but you haven't seen the best of me and Kamaru's a great challenger and all stuff. And I was like, I had a ton more respect for Colby at the end of the fights. I felt like for a split second, you saw the real Colby, the guy that I remember pre antics, he used to be Oh, severely just game, confident, ready to go fighter. And I know he's told the story that the UFC's kind of forced him into that villain role. It was nice to see it drop for a second now that he feels a little more security. And 
he's as good as as they come. He's phenomenal. Yeah, that's always it's always cool to see a look behind the curtain like that. But yeah, now now I wonder. I mean, does Kamaru go up to eighty five to fight Izzy, or do you think he tries to defend again against who at seventy? You know, hey, if he best Diaz coming up, but okay, it's tough. It's it is tough, but phenomenal fights all together. Can't wait for Hamzat to throw a wrench in the division, but until yeah. then, who knows? Yeah, and Hamzat some repeats. Got, yeah, Hamzat still got a couple left. Okay. Yeah, that, but I do foresee that being the passing of the torch for sure. All right, Kobe. We're closing the book on 268, opening the book on Yair Rodriguez versus Max Holloway, the strikers event of the century. Started off, let's hit set the spread. Update us on standings, and then let's get into it. 17-16 DK on the season of 2021. Oh, ha. Man, is that five, good to hear. Five cards left this calendar year. Shit on me. So, Reese, you can't afford to drop any more of these. You got to keep this one close. Okay. We've got, as mentioned, UFC Fight Night, headlined by Max Holloway, Yair Rodriguez. And uh, let's, uh, let's dig right back in. We're back at the Apex this week. Main card is 3 p.m. Central, prelims at noon. So, Reese... Here's your early complaint of the week. So, First fight of the main card. Yeah. First okay, fight sorry. of the main card. We've got a bantamweight bout. Song Yudong and Julio Arce. Really quick, though, I do have a question. Why are these UFC Apex cards at 1, at 1 p.m. and shit? I never understand that. Because now it's like people in Vegas, it's like fucking a.m. for them, 10 or, or 11. And it's like everyone except I maybe because of uh, – I don't know. I, I can't explain it. I'm pretty sick of it, though. Fuck ESPN. Um, yeah, you might need one of good reasons. If we're working on a sponsorship. Song Yudong, Julio Arce. I'm starting off. Wait. Okay, DK so starting it off. DK, DK starting it off. Yep. All right, this is a fun matchup. Uh, both these fighters are really fun. They've got fun styles. It's not going to be some kind of, I don't know, a sleeper uh jock hugger fight they're gonna meet in the middle and bang and 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 song yudong's got quick hands and great boxing julio Arce's game is fuck likes to likes to trade i don't think that he's as technically sound as song um even though song's coming off that split decision and julio's coming off an awesome knockout against andre yule if i remember correctly yeah um i've got songs the favorite here I'm not sure exactly how high to go. It's going to have a one in front of it. I'm so sure of that. I'm not yeah. sure exactly how high to go in on the one, considering Reese's opinions about Team Alpha Male. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to go too high. Uh, I, I do think that Song Yudong is the better fighter. Uh, and I think that, like I said, Team Alpha Male's wrestling is probably going to be up to par at least up to snuff to keep this one standing and keep this one in the center of the octagon. Song Yudong minus 180. Okay, yeah. Um, so here's my problem. Song Yudong, Team Alpha Male, already negative taste. Ben, I also love Julio Arce. I think he's, I mean, he's one of my favorite fighters. One of the, one of the fights that, I mean, he, he's taken a leave of absence a couple times, but like 
the Dan Ige fight he had was an, was an all-timer. He bested him, and obviously we've seen where Dan Ige has gone from there. Um, and he's a couple split decisions away from being undefeated in, in the UFC. And that's something that, like, I know Dawadu, so many laws to, and Shaman Marais, which I remember scoring for Arce to begin with. But it's you're, you're dealing with a guy who's a beyond talented striker, very, very rangy, and just well-rounded, which you don't see often. Song Yudong's a guy that I know a lot of people disagree with me, and I've been wrong on him before. I bet Casey Kenny and lost. I bet Cheeto Vera and lost. But I think that Song still has a lot of work to do. I think that Team Alpha Male, if he doesn't move, he's fucked. Um, and he's only 23 years old. So I, my line that I would make for this is like almost even, if not leaning towards Ars or Arce. I don't know why I do that. Arce. Problem is, like you're putting out 180. I know that that what I think is is not what it is. I mean, I know that people are higher on song than they are Arce. I know that Arce is taking leaves of absences. I know that the line's going to favor song. But for the fact that there's no way there's a two in front of it, it's going to be under. I'm going to go song dong minus 150. Julio Arce plus one thirty, and I probably bet Arce there. Reese is playing the game the right way. It's Yudong minus one thirty-five right now. Oh yeah! Mm. Boom! Let's go, Dan. You're in trouble, buddy. Let's go. One thirty-five. What do you What do you think there? You still like Arce a lot? I still do. Yeah, I still do. Maybe not a lot. I think it's going to steam up in the wrong direction, but I, I really do think Arce gets this one. So it opened at twenty-five. Yudong. That was at the end of October. So, what, two, three weeks? Yeah, it's probably going to keep going. Middleweight bout, Roman Delice and Kyle Dawkins. This was a fill-in. Roman's filling in for, who was it, uh, Kevin Holland, I believe? Uh, yeah. yeah, or I don't this know. The rematch of that weird. I don't know if it's, yeah. No contest, right? Yep. So, here's the thing. Dan's going to be shocked at this. And I know he's going to be shocked in the middle of the book. I... I'm so sure that Kyle Dawkins is the favorite. Um, and, I mean, Dan might not be shocked at this, but I'm just going to say, Delice has not impressed me so far. I know he's part of the Georgian sensation. I know we like him, but I've been extremely unimpressed. I know that Trevin Giles performance was really left a lot to be desired. He barely, barely passed to John Allen, who we just saw got dominated against a newcomer. I mean, his only real win. He just that fought was, Dustin Jacoby. Wasn't a new, newcomer. Oh, why did I think it was Ian Gary? Who did Ian Gary fight? Oh, he fought Jordan Williams. Jordan right, Williams. Dustin Jacoby. Dustin Jacoby's phenomenal. But um, the only real win that like impressed me was the one of the guy that every single person has destroyed, and that's Kadis Ibrahimov. Ibrahimov. He's been knocked out all four or five of his UFC appearances and left. So for me, the lead say I'm looking at a fade spot, usually. Now you're looking at a guy who actually, I believe, is ranked. Um, and if not, he should be. I think he's a phenomenal grappler. I know he um, didn't beat Brennan Allen, but he, he had his moments in that fight. And Brennan Allen's a guy that I think is, you know, one of the better grapplers at, in all of 85. So I actually think Dawkins is going to be the favorite. I really do. Um, the, the question is how high. I don't think there could be a two in front of it because there's too many people that just – believe in in 
in um, Roman and, and really think that he can be the next wave here. So I gotta, I gotta take Dawkins here. I, I like him. I like him enough to say minus one sixty. And I'm being full disclosure, Dan. You can hold me to. You can hold my feet to the fire. If it's one sixty or like one fifty ish, I'm I'm gonna bet Kyle Dawkins at the minus. I really will. I mean, you saying that wants me wants me wants to make me. You saying that wants you to go over yes but i blah, i can't talk right now i don't know why it's been a long day holy yeah. shit no i i am one of the people that you were talking about that yeah. is, is a believer in roman de Leeds, eh? uh it kind of feels like you're baiting me into going under you i think you should I, mean... I i i had i had a line under you written down so i'm gonna i'm gonna stick by it um like you said i roman de Leeds, eh, is a phenomenal grappler he's one of those guys that you wish had uh, just a, a, a more succinct game plan every time he was in there you mentioned the trevin jones result that's just it's such a head scratcher and you're like why are you shooting for heel hooks bro like losing rounds giving away giving away time but i do think that the, the talent is, is all there and i also i like kyle Dawkins a lot his cardio is great i mean him out grappling brendan allen even though that ended up being a loss Surprised the fuck out of me. Me too. Yeah. Um, I don't think Roman's going to be able to out grapple him like he did Star Poli. But I, I, I have it. I also have Dawkins as the favorite, but I, I have it minus really? one thirty-five. I, I do. Really I think people are really high on Dawkins after that. Yeah, me and Kevin Cooper. Holland result. Kevin yeah. Holland was saying he knocked him out twice. I know it got turned to no contest, but um, I don't know. I almost see I, it the other way though. I, I really, really thought you were going to have to lead, say it's like 150 or higher, honestly. I'm in, that's, that's a pretty, that makes me feel a lot better about my line that someone as sharp as you are also putting Dawkins as the favorite. Cause I was scared. I'm pretty I was, sure he's going to be the favorite. I was scared. I was. Gonna I think that file. it's going to be, I think there's going to be a rare spot where like there's value on Roman and, and there hasn't been that in a long time, because like you said, people have been, equating him with this Georgian invasion with the Kutate Ladzes no. and, and, and Marab and everyone else. And I think there'll be a spot for him. I really do. Depending on the line, we can make a uh, three to two Malort bet or something, depending on the line. Let's see. It's going to have to be more than three to two. Dawkus is your favorite. Okay. And there's value on Roman. Dawkus favorite minus 225. Wow. I like Dawkins. That's a number I didn't see. Yeah, I did not see a two there, Dan. If you went over me, I would have been like, I could have seen Roman being the favorite, honestly. Wow. Wow. It opened just last week, minus 140, Dawkins. Yeah, see, it's that's more like up. it. A lot of people are seeing it how we see it, Dan. Well, Dawkins has the answer for, for Roman's grappling, and I do think that Dawkins is probably going to be the better striker, too. And I don't know. That's just a lot of value for a guy that – I'll, I'll be applauding when he when he grabs a heel hook and just takes Dawkins' knee home. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can bet either there. I that is a wow, that is a big line. I really wanted Dawkins, but holy smokes, that's a line. Next fight on the main card is a Look, really quickly. Do you know what I kind of like there, Dan? The over. I feel like that could be a uh uh 
I could tell you um, what that is. Fight that spends a lot of time in the clinch and on the mat. I like. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think over two and a half is actually looking at minus one eighty-five. Oh, okay. It seems like a, yeah, that a lot of people like the over there, and and that's a tough bet there because you're worried that Doc is or uh, Delete Delete is going to take his knee home with him. <laughs> so the next fight on the main card is a women's featherweight bout. I'm going to call an audible though. Felicia Spencer's fighting Leah Leston. Yeah. Leah Letson, who's three years off of tough. I'm going to guess we don't have a lot of info on Leah Letson. So I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to skip that. Felicia's a minus 300 favorite. Yeah. I would not have gotten, I don't know what I would have said. I, would I have had minus audible. 400 written down. 400? Yeah. I, just, yeah well, I don't know what I would have done. This is a, this feels like a division that there's no one in. So I don't I'll take the person that's been in it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's our audible. There's a fight on the prelim card. We're going to go to a welterweight bout. Miguel Baeza, Chaos Williams. A oh, banger. I love this fight. Yeah, I love this fight. DK, go for it first. So welterweight bangers here. Both these guys have, I mean, the power of, of fucking God to turn your lights out with any punch. We just saw Baeza, though, get a little bit styled on by Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio looked back to his vintage self. Um, but I still think he, he's probably going to be a step up here on um, Chaos Williams, the Ox fighter. I, I, I just haven't been really any impressed, or I haven't been impressed with really any of Chaos's wins. I know that that straight right of Abdul Razak Al-Hassan was great in the first 30 seconds, but as, we, as we've seen, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan is feast or famine. Michelle Pereira was able to just style on chaos. I think I made a ton of money, I betting on Michelle that night. And then uh, the Semselberger was just, I'm still not that convinced that Semselberger is, I guess Semselberger looked great against Martin Sano, but I'm not going back on, on what my thought process was. I've got Bayes as a favorite here. Not too significant, um, just minus one forty-five. But I think that uh, Baez is just the, the better fighter, probably the quicker hands, and and both these guys got power. So I'm going to throw that out the window. I think that the more technical fighter is going to be the favorite. Baez. Prediction: Dan's going to be within plus or minus five of that line. That is a great line, Dan. Here, here's where I'm at on it. Cass Williams reminds me of a, a Joaquin Buckley in a lot of ways too, where their raw strength and their power is undeniable, but what they have in power, they kind of lack in technique. And I've seen it time and time again, Miguel Baez is a guy that I've talked about and gone on rants on the podcast before, where he's a guy that their camp truly believes will hold UFC gold in his career. Um, very powerful, very talented, very well-rounded. I, I, I'm just – I know people are going to like chaos here. I'm so sure of it. I mean, he's very marketable. He has unbelievable knockouts. Danny mentioned a few of them. And his fucking name is chaos, for Chaos for gosh sakes. I uh, – I'm going to go over under five on Dan, and I don't know which one. Um – I'm trying to think. At 145, who do I bet? The answer is probably still Baeza, so I'm going to go 150, Baeza. Wrong direction. Fuck! One, oh, 135, Baeza. Okay. 
Yeah, I knew, Dan, you were you. I was expecting a ding ding. Honestly, I kind of thought either way. I was fucked. I'm probably gonna bet by Aza pretty Me early too. in the week. I like that 135 yeah. number. It's honestly, not like I'm not like jumping to bet it, but I like it a lot. That I might feels like a good number. Yeah, I might do half a unit or a unit on it right after this podcast, and then maybe add a little more depending on what direction it goes. I'm looking at the trend now. It's actually come down from minus 180 by Isa. That was and that's gonna, two weeks ago. And that's going to keep coming. I'm telling you, dude, chaos is so marketable and so bettable and so raw that, like, it might be minus 115 each way come open. I, I'm dead ass. I, I don't – or come close. I don't know. I'd love that. Me too. Manja, manja. All right. Reese kicking off the co-main heavyweight bout, Ben Rothwell and Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Oh, Jesus. Talk about a fight that's like, what the fuck? I mean, Ben Rothwell, we've already name-dropped him here, but he's just the heavyweight of all heavyweights. I mean, if you were to make a live-action Shrek movie, you would put Ben Rothwell as Shrek. Um, He's the Wisconsin just ogre man, and he's just huge. King of Kenosha. King of Kenosha. He's just a huge man. The other side, you got a guy who is well-rounded and has phenomenal grappling. But he's personally, to me, has left a lot to be desired multiple occasions and, and, and recently, too. Um, so I feel like I've been fooled by him before. And Ben Rothwell is just one of those guys that is a true, true heavyweight. You know what I mean? I mean, he's is, he is the he's cutting to 265 and a half. I mean, he is a absolute heavyweight. My guess is he probably bests him here um it's just it's going to be a volume game for him i don't i don't hate the over here honestly he's just got to avoid the choke you know that's really where he's at he's got to avoid the choke but neither of these guys who who, regardless of who the favorite is or anything deserves to be a minus 200 or above in any way shape or form they're both way too beatable and the the both of their best days i I believe are behind them i'm just going to go right down the chop I'm going to go right down the chop. I'm not going to go dead even, but I think it's going to be Rothwell, and I think it's going to be minus 140. No, I probably bet Rothwell there. 60. Rothwell minus 160. That that I don't know what side I go. Pro- maybe still Rothwell, but, like, who knows? I mean, this these heavyweights are just crazy. It's tough to pay juice on any of them, you know? Yeah, I'm pissed you talked your way up there. That, that 160 is a much, much, much better line. I, I'm looking at Rogerio de Lima, and as good of a grappler he is, he got choked out, forearm choke, as a plus 430 dog to Romanov. And, and Romanov is one of those guys that we've kind of pegged and, and, and crowned as a real deal contender and a next-level grappler at heavyweight. But Ben Rothwell's a, a former real deal heavyweight. heavyweight. He's a serious heavyweight as you said he cuts down to the 265 limit so long ago though you know i'm, I'm flirting with the two in front of it um i'm gonna go just 180 i was a lot closer to your 160 before you said it but after you said it i still like ben rothwell i'm gonna i'm gonna play it at 160 yeah. if, if, if it's I don't, there I, I kind of agree you know what now that you mentioned it i do feel like i kind of mucked that one a little bit no mucking Minus one fifty Rothwell. Oh, oh! Does that seal it for the tie? Come on. That seals it for the tie. We're knotted at seventeen. 
Let's go. Wait, what is wait? I love Rothwell 150 though, by it the way. 150, yeah, 150. And the over, like you said. It like this what's second. Rothwell by decision? Yeah. Um, first of all, the over two and a half is about even money, minus one oh three. For heavyweights, it's always usually yeah. a, a, a value. Yeah, so what is the Rothwell by decision is plus two forty. I think that that's the, the, the sharpest yeah. outcome. I like that too. I, you know what, Dan, I won't even lie at cards on the table. When you said 180, I was like, I fucked this up so bad. Cause I, I also think I take Rothwell 160 now that I mention it. I I'm might like, even take it at 180 if it gets up there. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> well, irregardless, it's tied up again. 17 oh, 17 tied up. We still have oh. one more fight and it's the headliner. We've got Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez. Why don't y'all break this one down for shits and gigs? I'll let Daniel first. So people, this this is such a tough line to set because I have the line at Max Holloway minus 275, and I think that that's a a good line. And I think that people are are more along the lines of Max Holloway's unbeatable, never lost, both both Volk decisions are robberies. Um, He can do no wrong, doesn't have to train, train on Zoom. Listen, listening to people online talk about Max Holloway, especially coming off that cater win, and it was some of the most impressive stuff I've ever seen in an octagon. This is a guy that in his last five fights has lost three of them, albeit to Poirier and then Volkanovski twice. Like, unbelievable, unbelievable talent. But it's not like it's impossible to beat him. I think there's going to be a crazy number. I think it's going to have a three, maybe a four in front of it. I'm I not agree. comfortable saying a four. Yeah. I'm gonna add an extra hundred on my on my what was it two seventy five. I'm gonna go three seventy five. Um, I I'm right there. I think honestly, I think it might even be more. Uh, and, and simply because you look at Holloway and and everyone just goes best striker the UFC's ever had, most technical striker, best boxer, unbelievable. And you and you see him prove it. I mean, he bested. Uh, Calvin Cater, who I hold in the striker of all strikers, you know, he, he, he dominated him and he, and he, he gave fucking Brian Ortega a lesson in the octagon while just, just dismantling his striking game, striking advantage, clearly Holloway. And, you know, I, I think Yair has a lot long way to go to in that. I mean, I, I remember him pretty much losing to the Korean zombie until that spinning elbow in the striking exchanges, no less he's flashy he's talented he's no max holloway but this line i already am predicting i'm right with danny will be untouchable i want to say 350 i'm just going to add 100 to mine too and go 450 um but like at 450 it's like i'm not betting either side like i'm not betting i air either though because he's gonna lose it's just like how often out of 10 or how often out of 100 does he lose and you can't say every time it's a crazy or shout out hungry harry do i believe he'll be the one to right, break right. max Holloway's iron chin right hungry Harry, i got the arch in my back going haven't showered in weeks i've been doing nothing but studying tape well no the answer is i don't keep... believe it by the way yeah, me <laughs> y'all could keep adding hundreds and still not get oh. there holloway <laughs> minus 650 oh <laughs> That what puts that, Yair at what, plus yeah. four seventy-five. Oh my god! 
Oh there, my! There's probably not even a way to spin that max. So like max by knockout is probably minus money too, right? Definitely. Uh, or by the, yeah, what's that. max by knockout? Max by decision. Max by knockout is plus one twenty-five. Rose. By max by decisions plus one ten. Yeah. I mean. I lean the knockout. I think I don't. I don't really? think that Yair's gonna quit on the stool. <laughs> yeah, he might. I I might lean. All What's I know Yair is- by knockout. Give me that number. Nah, it doesn't matter. That's that's no, the value. No, it won't happen though. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, looking like between plus eight hundred and plus a thousand. Should oh. be more. Okay, Max isn't losing this fight, but I'm also not laying six sixty. I won't. I won't do it. I can't. All right. So who are you partnering him with for the ankle lock parlay? Yeah, that's a good start. Um, we'll figure that out and get back. No, to we'll you. dive Reese. more into it. We'll dive more into it. But a couple, and I don't have the lines in front of me, but a couple fights that I was eyeing quick for the early week, like maybe Kobe read off the lines as I, I'm as ready I to roll. roll. Okay. One is I really, really like Tiago Moises against Yoel Alvarez. I, I think that could be a minus three in front of it, maybe a minus four. And I think minus 250. Unbelievable bet. There's zero path to victory for Yoel Alvarez, in my opinion. You're dealing Triple with a. a guy, you're dealing with a guy who wants to pull guard, sit on his back, and not really strike with you. And you're dealing with a guy who's a phenomenal striker, hard striker, but also a black belt in BJJ. He's I I love that fight there. Um Sean Woodson against Colin Anglin. I don't want to bet that one, but Woodson should best him pretty easily. Minus 320 Woodson. Yeah, so those are the two that I would be eyeing early. Oh, what's Courtney Casey against Liana Liana Jojua? Minus 220. For Casey? Casey minus 220. Hmm. I wish I did that to be closer. Yeah, I, I think those would be the two that I'm eyeing. What about you, Dan? Yeah, something along the lines there. I'm really excited about this Baeza price, honestly. Yeah, the Baeza price is good. That's a good one. Won't lie. The other one that's interesting, Cynthia Calvillo. Like What's Cynthia Calvillo? minus 120. Ooh. You never know what Calvillo you're going to get. But something interesting I want to note, Calvillo has left Team Alpha Male. I don't know how many fights ago it was, but she used to fight out of Team Alpha Male, and she, after, I don't know, ruining her career for a couple of years she's now fighting at uh extreme couture i'm telling you that's probably the, like the most confident thing i'm on is that team alpha male is just a trash gym they make they, right, take, well, they take young talented exciting fighters and just make them bad i've never seen anything like it if you did the inverse of team alpha male you'd be a champion it's crazy i mean name a fighter dan really quickly before we move on or before we close the show name a fighter that has name an elite level fighter that stayed at team alpha male you won't <laughs> anyway, let me, let me... there isn't one i mean the the easy one is benavidez but it's how how elite are we talking about no and and but look what's happened to benavidez too like he's he's not a guy that i'm sitting here being like there's, this is not a guy that I'm like, oh, yeah, he's he's chilling. You know what I mean? And, like, look, Cody Garbrandt, gone. Um, uh, TJ Dillashaw, gone. And then when they leave, they get so much better. And, and you're just looking up and down the list of guys who, like, Andre touchy-feely, but, like, he's never going to touch gold. Might be better if he leaves. Chad Mendez, but he's really just boys with Uriah. I mean, 
I don't know, man. That that's a a tough scene over at that gym. Yeah, I don't know. All right, sorry. I know. I just needed to get my just absolute rip them to shreds for a little bit. The epitome of Team Alpha Male though is Sage Northcutt. I mean, it's a guy who just like gets popularity, looks the part, is a little bit of a personality, and just gets shit wrecked. Reese holding nothing back against Team Alpha Male. Let's uh, let's wrap. Thanks again to the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks again to Malort. Thanks again to the listeners. Keep interacting on socials at Ankle Pick Pod. Yeah. The more you interact, the more we shout you out. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. We found the passwords for. We're ripping it there. Let's go, Poha. Reese, close it off. Close up with a significant Poha to tie things up. Four cards left after. Oh, I guess four sets of spreads left. Five cards left this calendar year. I'm coming, Danny. I'm coming. Poha! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.